Hey guys, Jen Mazer is the queen of manifestation, a sought-after transformational speaker and coach. She teaches people how to manifest their biggest dreams while making an impact on the world. She's the author of Manifesting Made Easy and co-founder of the board game Sparked. Her work has been featured in the New York Times, Fast Company, oh, Fast Company, excuse me, Inc., Cosmopolitan, New York Magazine, Real Simple, Marie Claire, and ABC. She's known for her signature manifestation master's program and private success coaching. I am super excited to have Jen on the show today. Welcome to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Okay, so this is like um, a really big topic for me. I am a manifester, sometimes an accidental manifester. (laughs) And so I believe in the power of it fully. But I also think that this is so interesting and this is so self-absorbed, but I'm going to say it anyway. Whenever guests like pop up, like people might contact me, I want to be a guest on your show or some, something pops up. I say, oh, I want that person on my show. There's a reason for it in my life. Usually it's like, I really believe that, you know, things are brought to me at the time that I need them and therefore other women must need them also. So I am like open ears today, open heart to you, Jen. I want to hear everything you have to say. So before we get into all the good stuff, tell us a little bit about how you became this manifestation master. (laughs) Well, so I've always been a really good manifester and my friends actually gave me the nickname queen of manifestation because every time we got together, I had another crazy story of something that I manifested. Mm. And I think the biggest one at the time, which is why they nicknamed me Queen of Manifestation, was that I had lived rent-free in Manhattan for over 10 years. Yeah, I need to hear about this. <laughs> I saw this on your sheet and I was like, what? Apartment, <laughs> I renovated it with a jacuzzi. Um, I mean, it was an amazing situation and I lived there all of my 20s. Um, and I actually made over $75,000 when I decided to leave. Um, so it was just so fabulous. And I, I always kind of attracted people to me, like who I used to admire, like whether they were well-known filmmakers or musicians and spiritual leaders. And people started asking me for advice. You know, how did you manifest this? And that's really how it started. So I started teaching about manifestation and everything spiraled from there. Um, and I just want to point out that we are all manifesting, whether we realize it or not. So even if you're listening to this and you're not you know, into manifesting or you're new to it, we're all manifestors. And it's just about how do we consciously manifest so that we are creating what we want to get um, out of life. And it's, I think, more about receiving than anything else. It's not about making it happen, but really allowing it to happen. Mm. So I talk about manifesting in that we use our imagination to tap into our intuition. Mm. So we're all intuitive, but we're receiving these visions for our lives through our desires, right? It's like whatever we want, it's coming to us in the form of a desire, but we're imagining what we want and we use our imagination to tap into our intuition. So it's really the universe's dream for us. It's not just our dream alone. And if we can believe that or just play and pretend to believe that, right. As you go about manifesting, it really makes a difference because you trust your visions and you actually expect that they're going to happen. It's not just, Oh, that would be nice. But, but instead it's, Oh my gosh, that's going to happen. And then if you actually trust that you're seeing it because it's actually going to happen, 
then you're more likely to take action on your dream. And even if an obstacle shows up, it's okay because you know, okay, it's all still going to work out, right? Mm. Um, it's like when you plug something into your GPS system and, you know, you say, okay, I want to go to um, New York City and you're driving on the highway, you know, from Washington, D.C., and there's a roadblock and the, the highway is closed. It's not that New York City went away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so often we think that, you know, when something happens and it's an obstacle related to what we're manifesting and we're like, oh, well, it's not meant to be. It's not happening. Instead of like, oh, maybe there's just another way that it's happening, you know? Yeah, and it might so, be different than I thought, or it might take longer. Yeah. So what I find so interesting about what you were saying, and this is um, what I say all the time to people, this isn't about controlling. This is actually about surrendering. Yes, totally. You can't mess up what's meant for you. And surrender is such a beautiful word. Everything is perfect all the time. Like you're listening to this podcast for some reason, because there's something that you're meant to get out of this conversation. And we're all being guided that's the intuition we're all energy receivers and givers so it's like we're walking around as these energy towers we're receiving information all the time just like our cell phones right and the computer and however you're listening to this podcast there are waves of energy bringing this conversation to you you can't see it just as the universe is talking to all of us all the time so if we can receive that information and tune in then it's going to be so much easier easier number one to trust ourselves and number two to manifest and so manifesting is energy right we, we know the law of attraction our thoughts create our reality but it's more than just our thoughts it's really the vibration it's the what are you know the the system that you're tuning to what's that vibration that you are giving off you're attracting things to you that are a match to that vibration mm-hmm. and so we want to be high vibrational and what does that mean we hear about like high vibe or in the flow but what that really means is just there's a lot of movement there's a lot of energy and you want to be high vibrational right that's the that's like your expanded aura um and so if you're feeling stuck in your life or you're like why am i going in circles and spinning wheels it's probably because you have stuck energy right um and so it's just about how do i want it, how can i get myself back into the flow and being in the flow means energy flow so it's allowing yourself to feel your emotions um, and not pretending that you have to be positive all the time right well i was just going to say it's not always rainbows and unicorns it's not. And it's not pretending that it is when it's not. And I think a lot of people think, oh, you know, I just have to always think positive thoughts and recite these mantras over and over again. And that's how it works. But it's not because there's a disconnect. If you're reciting a mantra, like I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, you know, and, and you're like in a ton of credit card debt and you don't know how you're going to pay your next bill. It feels inconsistent and it doesn't feel true to you. And it, it could actually make you feel worse than you're already feeling. It has the opposite effect. Right. You're like, I don't have the ability to make money or manifest money. I'm like a total loser. <laughs> and it just, it, yeah, it makes you feel worse. So it's not reciting that. It's like, allow yourself to feel your feelings, mm. but then how can I pivot and get myself back to a good feeling place? The fastest emotions, it's the word motion is in emotion because it means it wants to flow and move. It's not mm. that we're pretending we're positive and just layering over that positive thought on top. And if you're in a situation where you can't 
like literally it's not possible for you right now to do whatever it is that you want. Instead of saying, I can switch it to how can I, because mm. if you can open it into a question, then you're not, you're not pretending and, and feeling fake, but you don't, you're not blocking yourself off, right? You're just opening up to, well, maybe there is a way, right? Mm. How could this happen? Yeah. And then those ideas or synchronicities come, or then you kind of do more research or take new action or ask for help. And it, it does. Help. It's such a great point. I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I'm going to tell you about this. I believe that I manifested my breast cancer. I'm a breast cancer survivor. And I believe that partially I manifested my breast cancer. And the reason I say that is because prior to getting diagnosed, almost directly prior, maybe one or two months before, I have this manifestation practice when I really want some answers and I want to speak to the universe. And I kept saying, how can I reach more women? How can I make an impact on this world? How can I, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing I know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I said, well, okay, that's not quite what I meant. But if this is the journey, if this is the way, then I have to trust in that process. Not to say that it makes having breast cancer easy, but it certainly made the decision easy to be very public about it and to, um, you know, I'm working on a lot of things now for breast cancer survivors and it's, I do feel it's my calling. And part of that, it was because I asked and it was given to me. And I know that might sound crazy to some people out there listening, but I think that when you understand how manifestation really works, sometimes it works this way. Well, I love that you share that story. It's, I have chills when you talked about it because you can look at it that way. Here's the thing. It, whether you're, you think you're right or you think you're wrong, you're right. Right. Mm-hmm. Even that impression, because our thoughts are creating our reality. So if you feel good about something, it's the right thing for you. It's not, do I need to wake up and meditate every morning and recite my mantras in front of the mirror? No. And if that feels good for you, you know, right. right. And so the practice is finding the gratitude in the obstacle. It's not just, I practice gratitude. We all hear about gratitude, which it's so powerful, right? Because we're tuning our mind to find the good every day and focus on that. Um, And what you focus on expands. So my friend Lynn Twist says, what you appreciate, appreciates. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. So what you shared is so perfect because it is about finding the gratitude in the obstacle. And that's why you feel so good about it. Like it's, it was meant to be, I manifested this. Whereas someone else might feel like they're in a victim Mm. role when that happens to them. And it's the same thing, right? Mm. That's happened, but you're seeing it like in this beautiful gift in this positive light. Wow. Look at what opportunity was behind this obstacle. It allowed me to be vulnerable. It allowed me to connect more women so that I can inspire them. And that is the practice. It's finding the opportunity and the obstacle during the obstacle Mm -hmm. itself, not just after the fact. And it really does affect everything. So I love that. Thank you. And you're right. I went through a period of time where I was a victim. You know, why is this happening to me? Why, 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 why? And this, this ability to look past the hurdle, like you say, allowed me to give it purpose. Yeah. You know, and when you can do that, it's like, it changes the game, you know, and it's not to say I don't have my dark days or I don't have my moments of, you know, why me, but you know, for whatever reason I was, I was chosen. And it's, it's funny because everybody always, I mean, my friends, my close friends all say to me, you know, that I have this manifestation ability. In fact, yesterday I said to my girlfriend, I have this vision for this thing and I just want to tell you, so it's out in the universe. And she was, she wrote back and said, well, I have no doubt it's going to happen because that's just how your universe works. 
And I love that. But I believe we all have that. Yep. You know, we all really do have that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you brought up too when you talked about how you were in this victim role at first, because here's the thing, if anybody listening is feeling like a victim, because there's so much happening personally in our lives right now in the world, you know, um, and I, I just want to put this in your mind that we live in a participatory universe. This is according to quantum physics, which means that we are participants of our lives. We're not just observers. We aren't victims. We right now can make a new decision that's going to affect the outcome of what we're going to experience next. And there's been all sorts of, you know, actual medical research and tests that have been done to prove this theory where they take cells outside of your body and, you know, you change your thoughts and the cells change in the other room. Um, and you know, all like that, um, where a group of people meditated, you know, in DC and it actually changed the crime rate went Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of these things, like we have the power to affect the outcome. We aren't just victims. So if you're feeling like that, it's like, how can I, you know, get myself back into a place where I feel good about the next decision that I'm making and trust that it's not just about me, but I am co-creating and the things that I want are the universe's dreams for me because we're here in this physical body to create on a physical level, Mm -hmm. right? Um, To to kind of orchestrate everything um, that's a part of the universe. So it's fun. It's like, well, why not create the most amazing thing that I could create? And I love to think of it as the universe is, it's a yes universe. So if we were actually sitting in a restaurant and the waiter came to take our order, we're placing that order into the universe and the universe is like the kitchen. So even if you're at the restaurant with your friend and it's taking a really long time for your food to come and it's annoying, you don't doubt that you're never going to get served, right? Mm-hmm. That you're going to leave the restaurant hungry. You know, at some point you're going to get your food. <clears throat> Maybe like you're going to remind the waiter, you know, Hey, you know, I placed my order, but that's cool. Right. It's like showing your commitment <laughs> to your dream, mm-hmm. but you know, and trust that the universe is going to deliver it. And there's, there's a proper sometimes gestation period where all around you, it looks like dirt but beneath the soil, that's where first the roots grow down into the earth before they, they come up and sprout. And everything new begins in the darkness. All of creation begins in the darkness. If you think about the women and our wombs, right? It's in the darkness. Under the earth, the soil is in the darkness. So if you're seeing darkness in your life, it's not a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's okay. It's like this new opportunity for new life to then grow. That's why we set our intentions on a new moon because it's mm. dark. It's building just like the energy is building. So we continue to water and nourish our dreams just like we would a plant. Like if we were growing um, potatoes in the ground, right? We can't see them. They grow underneath the earth and we wouldn't pull up the potato plant before it was ready. We know, okay, I'm going to continue this process. It's going to take about three months and then I'm going to have the perfect potato. And I think it's, it's just keep going because we all, as it's human nature to find an excuse to get out of the thing that you said you wanted to do, because the truth is anything new that you want to manifest just by virtue of it being new is going to be uncomfortable. Mm. You don't know what it's going to feel like because you've Mm. never manifested it before. And so even though we all want more things, the truth is we're comfortable on some level with what we have. It's what we've allowed ourselves to believe is possible. 
mm-hmm. up until this moment. So the practice is going into that place of discomfort, right? And allowing in even more possibilities. So when we feel discomfort, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's reframing what that means to be uncomfortable. So it doesn't have to be hard. It can be uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. It can be easy and uncomfortable. Do you see there's a difference? Mm-hmm. But it's uncomfortable because it means I'm about to experience something new. Yeah, it's, it's, there's so much that you said there that I want to dissect a little bit. The first thing is, I think culturally, especially these days, like I see with my kids, I don't know if you have kids, but I have, you know, yeah, preteen and teenage kids. And I see this like instant gratification that, you know, I mean, my daughter once placed an order for something on Amazon and four seconds later, a truck pulled up outside my house and she was like, oh, that was fast. And I was like, no, 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 that's impossible. Number one, (laughs) number two, the fact that you even think that's possible is fascinating to me, you know, that you've been trained that that is even possible. (laughs) Um, So I think that there's a, there's a cultural thing happening. And I think that there is, um, also in the way in, in the culture that we numb ourselves from this discomfort and, you know, we're taught that we don't need to feel the discomfort. And, and anytime somebody reaches out to me about anything, in fact, I spoke to a woman this morning who said, you know, she's going through something hard and she said, this is really hard. And I said, good, mm. you know, you're learning, you're growing. This is where it all happens without it. There's going to be nothing, <laughs> you know, like this is the process. The yeah. process is not when you come out the other side and you're healed and you're happy or, you know, whatever it might be. This is the work that you're doing right now. And it yeah. is uncomfortable. And I love that you said this is the process because all of manifestation happens in the present tense. Mm-hmm. So it's not, well, when I have it all figured out and together, yeah. then I'm going to, you know, do this thing that I keep saying I want, yeah. right? That's not how it works because if you keep putting it out into the future, guess what? It's going to stay out in the future mm. because you're, you're not claiming it now. Mm. The universe doesn't understand past and future. It's everything is now. So why not now? Why can't it be now? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just go for it. Um, one of the practices that I have people do is they actually put dates in their calendar for what they want to manifest. Mm. So you're making it real and it helps your subconscious mind, right? It helps you actually believe that what you're manifesting is happening. And it does something else. When you put dates in your calendar, you take action on those things, right. right? Because you're, you're believing it, whether that's, I'm going to run the marathon and you put the date of the marathon in your calendar. Okay. So if I actually am going to run that marathon, you know, on this date, what am I doing leading up to that? I'm probably going to start running every day and joining mm-hmm. some sort of training team. Or if I said, I'm going on vacation somewhere, I'm going to block those dates out on my calendar and I'm going to say no to things that are coming in on those dates because I actually believe that I'm going to go on vacation on those dates. And so right. it's more likely to happen. And it does, there's so many things that can happen from putting your dates in your calendar. I've had people put dates down for when they're going to meet their soulmate or have their you know soulmate propose. And it happens. Like mm. I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten from people or people who I've worked with in my programs. And they're like, it happened exactly on the date that I wrote it down. And that's because we're all intuiting. It's like, look at it as play, even if you don't trust it yet. Just have fun with it. Like, just play with some of these ideas and see how it goes for you. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. You're not too attached. Because oftentimes, if we're too attached to the outcome, if we need it to happen in order to feel happy and fulfilled, then we're, it's like that tug. We're tugging too hard. It's the, I'm happy now, but... That would be nice, right, Mm. if I had this too. So I love to ask this question. When we think about what we want to manifest, you know, for example, it could be a new home, right, Um, a better relationship, 
the next question would be, well, how will I feel once I manifest that thing that I Mm -hmm. say I want? Because manifesting happens from a feeling place, like I talked about. So if we know how we're going to feel once you manifest something you want, the next question is, well, how can I feel this way now? Mm-hmm. Because you can feel the way you want to feel now, even if you don't have the thing that you want. But by doing something that allows you to feel that way now, you've shifted your vibration to be a match to that thing that you mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. And it comes to you. So it can be so much easier than we're making it out to be. So many people overcomplicate the process. Mm-hmm. And that's why my whole philosophy, my book is called Manifesting Made Easy because it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's just applying all of these practices that we've been hearing about or reading about than actually doing them, taking yeah. action. Yeah, I mean, I have a, I have, um, I write a little bit about manifesting and I call it manifest action because I think also that people just assume that it's just sitting meditating and saying here universe, this is what I want. And like you say, you have to participate, (laughs) you know, there is an action involved in it. And I think that one of the actions is really looking at your limiting beliefs. I mean, how do you talk to your clients or, um, you know, people that ask you about this or your readers that, have limiting beliefs. Let's say, you know, they want to manifest a million dollars, but they have limiting beliefs about money or what their worth is or what their capability is. Um, Because the truth is, I think sometimes the universe believes in us way more than we believe in ourselves. So how do you have them open up to that? Not sometimes, all the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Um, So everybody has limiting beliefs. So it's just reframing what those mean. It's not a bad thing to have a limiting belief. Limiting beliefs were there to serve as protection, right? Like a mother would protect her child. And so it's like, thank you, limiting belief. You know, we're not mad at, at, at them. And they could come from anywhere. They could come from society. They could come from our childhood. And they could come from our friends. They could come from past situations or circumstances or what people told us or a failure that we had before. It doesn't matter. It's not, why is this happening to me? But what can I learn from this, right? What's the lesson in this? And then how can I let it go? Um, So every time you up-level in your life, there's going to be a new layer, like an onion, right? So you're going to peel away that onion and there's going to be another layer. And like you manifest this great thing and all of a sudden there comes your limiting belief and you're like, oh, I thought I handled that. You know, I thought I dealt with that. Nope, here it is, right? And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. It's like another opportunity to now move through that, right? And look at that limiting belief. I also talk about the law of polarity, where in, you know, if we think about the the globe and there's a magnet of energy, the North Pole and the South Pole, and they come together. The law of polarity is saying that both sides of the equation exist at the same time. The best case scenario and the worst case scenario. It's okay to allow yourself to feel into the worst case scenario or allow yourself to feel that limiting belief of what if I fail, right? Um, What if I lose everything? Because then you can move back into the best case scenario. It's that whole, I'm not pretending I'm happy, right? I'm allowing myself to feel my feelings, go into, well, what would be the worst thing that could happen? And then go back into, well, what's the best thing that could happen? And if you play with this and you go back and forth between best case and worst case, what happens is, You've allowed yourself to feel into the worst case and it doesn't even feel real anymore. It's almost like laughable because you're Mm. telling yourself that's not going to happen. And you resonate, you begin to resonate with the best case scenario and that allows you to take action. I mean, there's so many things you can do to clear limiting beliefs. I love 
EFT, emotional freedom technique, where you're tapping on your acupressure points because you're using the energy um, system in your body to release and actually say the stuff that you're really thinking, mm-hmm. um, like I said, instead of holding it in and then reaching for the positive. Um, but yeah, just know that it's okay when a limiting belief comes up. It's a good thing. So I'm <laughs> curious. To another level. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm curious when people start manifesting, let's say nobody, you know, you, somebody's listening and they haven't manifested anything ever. Um, do they start, do you, do you advise that they start small? Do they go big? Do they, you know, how, how does somebody take the first step? Yeah. So the very first step is just tuning in and getting clear on what you want. It's placing your order because if you're not clear on what you want, the universe doesn't know what to give you, right? It's not like, Oh, I'll, I'll know it when it comes. No, you're going to be someone then who's always questioning whether you're in the right relationship or the right job or, you know, the right house, because you're not sure on what you want in the first place. So even if you don't know the exact company or the exact location of where you want to live, you probably know what kind of people you want to be surrounded with, like how you want to feel in your job, what kind of difference you want to make, right? Like what kind of weather you like to be in or what kind of architecture, those sorts of things. How close do you want to be to your yoga studio that you go to? You know, you can get clear on specifics even without knowing the, you know, ultimate name or the place that you're going to be going to or experiencing. So the universe loves specifics. Don't be afraid to get specific. I think a lot of people are because the, when you're specific, you're able to tune in and feel it because you've got specific, even if it's not exactly the way that you thought it was going to be, it's going to be pretty close because you got specific. So the first step is just writing it down. I love writing exercises because it almost gives you this freedom. You're tuned in like automatic writing into your intuition and you're writing in the present tense. You're writing down, I am not, I will, because that's putting it off into the future Mm -hmm. and not I want, because that's reinforcing that you don't have it and you're in a lack mentality versus Mm -hmm. an abundant mentality. And this is not how you're going to be going around talking to all of your best friends, right? This is just for you to write it down, to set that intention. That's the very first step. And then you asked too, which is a great question. Do I start small or do I go big? Here's the thing. Most of us are limiting ourselves in the very first step because we don't think we can manifest something huge, right? Mm. We start small based on our current circumstances. And my whole philosophy is go big. Mm. Actually, start from if I could have anything in the world, if I could experience anything in the world, not based on my current situation or finances or anything at all, or obligations, what would I be doing, right? Where would I be? And start there because it's just giving ourselves permission, getting out of that container of whatever our limiting beliefs are, right? And allowing ourselves to tune in, then we can meet our, you know, ourselves where we are, right? Knowing what we ultimately want. But once we've allowed ourselves to dream big, we're able to take bigger steps up faster mm. versus tiny little steps based on our current circumstances that we're not even sure the direction of. Mm. So it's helpful to go big. Then you can take those small daily action steps that are going to be in alignment with the bigger dream. And then we're going to know when opportunities come to us, if it's a yes or a no, because we're able to decipher, is that in alignment with where I'm going? And oftentimes, if we make our dream bigger than what we think it already is, it actually has the opposite effect of what you think. Most people think, well, I'm going to feel overwhelmed. But what happens is if you can stretch your dream and you see, wow, I'm going like all the way here, then that thing that feels so big right now 
feels little. You're like, oh, that's nothing because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going here. I can easily do whatever or make mm-hmm. that phone call or send that email or make that ask, right? And it just feels like, oh, I trust that I. It, that there's the bigness of what I'm manifesting mm-hmm. and it yeah. feels really good. Yeah. And then when those little smaller things happen, I always feel like it's a little nod from the universe, like tapping on my shoulder going, yeah, we're good. We're, I hear you. I just want you to know I'm not ready yet to deliver what it is you want, but I, we're getting there one step at a time. Yeah, it's those synchronicities. And, and when you're in tune and, and in touch with the universe, you notice synchronicity after synchronicity after synchronicity. I mean, I have so many stories of, of these moments, right? And your life can be a series of synchronicities. Mm. And and I think part of the gratitude practice is paying attention to synchronicities and journaling about them and really feeling good about the synchronicities. The other part of the gratitude practice that I think is really helpful for people is um, not just writing down what you're grateful for every day, but actually thinking about what you're proud of from that day. How are you proud of how you showed up? Because we can't always control the outcome, right? Like we made a big ask or we sent an email and we might've gotten rejected, mm-hmm. right? The answer might've been no, but we're proud of ourselves for asking in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. The courage is in the ask. So it's how am I proud of myself in terms of how I showed up today? Um, and that adding that to your gratitude practice daily really helps. Um, so I definitely have a gratitude practice, I think, because what you focus on expands. So you've set your intention you have your gratitude practice, and then you're taking some small action, prioritizing the big dream. So most of us, we have a long to-do list with a ton of things on it. And the thing that we really want, it ends up being last. It's mm-hmm. like, when I have time and everything else is together, then I'll do this thing that I said I really wanted. And so it's actually, how can I flip my to-do list, right? And put my thing that I really want first, even mm-hmm. though it's scary. The truth is most of the things that we want, there's some sort of action step we can take right now that's mm-hmm. going to move us in that direction. Even if it's simply, like I said, emailing someone, asking someone for help, um, you know, posting on social media. Has anybody done this before? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it, it can be a lot easier than we think. It's just that uncomfortable feeling of asking. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there's also the law of reciprocity, which is basically, you ask giving and receiving in circular motion, right? You want to keep it in motion. So, I mean, if you ever helped someone, it feels really good, yeah, right? It feels mm-hmm. so good to help somebody. So by you asking, you're actually giving someone an opportunity to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so if you can reframe it in your mind that way, it's a lot easier to make those big asks. Mm, that's such a great way to think about it. And I think that even in my mind, I think about how many people that will help in business. Because that's, I think, the number one place we're worried about making those asks, right? You're afraid to ask for a raise. You're afraid to ask for a favor or ask a new, somebody to be a new client or ask somebody for money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of blocks around that. And I think every time you do an ask, you know, or you, you make an ask, I don't know what the <laughs> proper terminology yeah. is, but you do that as an activity. Even if you get a no, it's, it's really the universe training you for the next one or the right one. And so you have to, you know, I've had, I have this theory that I don't believe in failure because, and I failed at things, believe me, but I don't believe in failure because I just believe that it's just an exercise to get me ready for the thing that's really meant for me. Um, You know, and sometimes, unfortunately you lose money or you lose time or you lose relationships or whatnot in those perceived failures, but they're really not. They're just part of the path. They're just part of, you know 
what the universe has in store for you. So I think it's really important to know that whenever you have that rejection, you're sort of just in, in boot camp, right? You're in training. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can be grateful for it. Like, wow, I'm, I'm so glad I, I found that out now because maybe there was some situation that would have wouldn't have been right. the best for me, right? Yeah. So wow, I'm so grateful for that. Um, it's like when you're last in line at the checkout at the grocery store, and instead of being frustrated, you're grateful because that's when the person just starts their shift and opens up the line next to you, and you get called first in line. Or you know, I, I one time I showed up at the airport in New York. I had an overnight flight to California to speak at a conference. The next morning, I show up at the airport no planes are going out, right? <laughs> and I, I'm speaking in the morning at a conference in California. But instead of freaking out, I was really calm. There were a ton of people in line ahead of me to talk to the you know person at the counter at the airport. But I just trusted that I knew it was all going to work out. So by the time I go up to the counter, I'm in a good vibration, right? I'm not freaked out or frantic um, or, you know, whatever. And the woman at the counter, she does a little research. She finds me a flight, not on my airline, but on another airline. It's the very last ticket that they have available. And it's in first class. I didn't book a first class flight. I ended up flying an overnight first class flight, you know, lay out bed, cookies in the morning, <laughs> warmed for you. You know, I got better sleep before my conference. It ended up being so much better than I thought, even with that obstacle. I mean, that's just one example. I have so many, right? But think of it that way. And so we can be grateful um, for those things. One of the other things I noticed, even in your language, and everybody does this, is mm. we say, I have to do this. Mm. I have to do this. And I want to encourage people to switch their I have to, to I get to. Mm. Because that is a choice, right? Even though, you know, all of these experiences that we've created, our businesses, our families, right? The things that we have to do, our obligations, those are things that we've created for ourselves, right? That we've manifested. So if we switch those obligations to, well, I get to do this, then we find the good in those things. Mm. And it does shift our vibration. It shifts our feeling versus feeling bad or, you know, whatever mm. about what's happening into feeling good about mm. it. I had that experience when I was um, going through treatment. I was um, in chemo in September and I remember going out to dinner with a bunch of friends that were, it was the beginning of school and my friends all saying, oh, the packing of the lunches and the homework and the carpool. And I just remember thinking, I feel so lucky that I get to do that this year because, you know, or that I wish I could do it more. Like I, I was also the one complaining about it the years prior, but now it's like, well, you know, now my husband has to take up the shift or I have friends carpooling for me and I can't pick my kid up and I wish I could, you know? Yeah. And so I do talk quite a bit. It's to, to your point about the things in our lives that we get to do. And even if it feels like a, uh, burden at the time, if you can't find some sort of gratitude in it, then either get rid of it, you know, or make a change. Yeah. Find some sort of gratitude. Because listen, yeah, it does. Packing lunch and carpool, it gets redundant, but aren't we lucky that we have a car to do it, that we have food to put on the table, that we have, you know, that we have our health to be present for our children. And, and you can put that into a million other examples in anybody's life. Um, so I do, I try when I find myself the complaining starting. I try to go to that place of, wow, I'm, I'm very lucky that I can do this and I'm going to do this for somebody who can't right now and wants to. I love that you shared that. And you also said something that was so beautiful because 
if you feel like you're stuck in a situation right now in your life that's not working, you're never stuck. You can mm. always make another choice because the only constant in the universe is change. Mm. That's what I was talking about with motion, with vibration. So the earth is spinning all the time, right? And we're also circling around the sun. If we were to zoom into our skin cells right now, we would see that what appears solid is actually in motion, right? Mm. Neurons, electrons, everything is moving. So if we're feeling stuck, we want to move into that natural state of the universe, which is change, mm. right? And we can choose to let go of a situation that isn't healthy for us. Oftentimes we know when things aren't right and we're just settling mm. instead of actually having that uncomfortable yet easy conversation or even with ourselves, right? Mm. That this isn't working and I get to make a new choice. Because with manifesting, we can always choose again and again and mm. again. So there's never a wrong choice for us. And even when we set our intentions, let's see it through to fruition, then we can make another choice, right? Mm. And, and you've brought this up multiple times without even realizing it, but one of the things that I do with people, if they're feeling nervous about their ability to manifest, is to, I say, get down with, with PPP, because there was the song, get down with yes, PPP. Yes. <laughs> You and I know that. I'm not sure if the younger generation does, but yes, I know what song you're talking about. <laughs> but PVP is positive proof from your past. So if you can remember, you are a powerful manifester. There are things that you have manifested in your life. And oftentimes we forget that because we're so focused on what we don't have and what we want and we don't have it yet. Instead of feeling grateful for what we actually have manifested. And so kind of tune in, even write down a list of like all the things that you've manifested in your life. Like, you know, maybe it was going to college. I mean, it could be like, we forget about some of these things, right? Um, then you're like, wow, I am a good manifester. <laughs> so great. That is amazing advice. I love it. And I, I think that everybody should read your book because I mean, if, especially I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, there's a reason why. So you should pick up the book. So where can I find the book? Where can I find more information about you and your programs? Yeah. So my book is called Manifesting Made Easy. And I have to tell you very quickly the story of me manifesting my book mm. because I literally said out loud for the first time, I think I have a book within me on the phone to my coach at the time. And as any good coach, she was like, awesome, Jen, I can help you. You know, I took no action on it whatsoever. I just claimed it. I said it out loud. And a week later, I got an email from the contact form on my website, which is my old outdated website. And it was from a publishing company asking me to write a book. And at first I thought it was spam because this was like <laughs> my contact form, you know, like nobody emails me through my contact form. And I was thinking this has to be some sort of like scheme that they want me to pay them to write a book. I Googled the publishing company. It was a real legitimate publishing company. I agreed to get on the phone with them and they were like, we would love for you to write a book, something like manifesting made easy. And I was like, what? This is so synchronistic. And my dream publishing house was Simon & Schuster. And this was a small publishing company I never heard of. But guess what? They offered me this paid book deal. Um, I get a literary agent to help me negotiate my book deal. And as I'm writing my book, my publishing company gets bought by Simon & Schuster. Of course it does. <laughs> so now I'm a Simon & Schuster published author. And I just share that because it's like trusting the vision. Like 
why would, why was I wanting to be a Simon and Schuster author? Because I was meant to be one, right? Cause it was happening. But anyway, you can get my book anywhere. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes Noble. You can get it on my website, Manifesting Made Easy. And it's a how-to. So it's not just reading again another book where you're nodding along, but it's really, well, how do I apply this? And it's so easy, short, easy, actionable chapters. And I have advanced manifesting tips too. So like in yoga, if you want to take it to the next level, you've already done that. There's an advanced manifesting technique. Um, and then my website is queen of manifestation. So everything is there queen of manifestation.com. And yeah, I've got lots of things, um, free meditations and visualizations and, and stuff for everybody. So thank you. Thank awesome. you so much for having me. I love talking about manifestation and it was so powerful to hear your story and, you know, your triumphs and, and what you're doing. I'm very inspired by you. Oh, so thank you. I appreciate it. And I so appreciate you taking time out for us today and to inspire my audience. I'm sure they will be very grateful. Uh, if you guys love this podcast, share it with somebody that you love and needs it because that's how manifestation works and love works. Um, and if you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star rating and telling the world how much you love our podcast, so more women can find it and we can change the world together. So Jen, thank you so much again for being here today. I really appreciate you. Yay. Thank you.